Red leather, yellow leather, red leather. Yeah. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Say what you will, will what you say. Ooh, I like that, yeah. Scott, what do you got for us? Berman. Test it. A box of biscuits, a box of mixed biscuits, and a biscuit mixer. A box of biscuits, yes. A box of mixed biscuits. It's, yeah. A bunch of bi- a box of bitches. A bunch of bi- a bunch of bitches. Bitches. A bunch of mixed bitches. Beep, 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 beep. Scott Free. And we all know we want to talk about the biscuits. Oh, there he is. A yeah. box of biscuits, a box of mixed biscuits, and a biscuit mixer. You go biscuit. Say what you will. Try it yourself. A, it's not as a easy. A box as of biscuits. Box of mixed biscuits. A box of mixed biscuits. There it is. The a mixed a box box. And a biscuit mixer. Now try to do it all without breathing. Go. I mean. I'm trying to do it all, period. Yeah, you just yeah. gonna get me. I gotta work on it. We make it. You know, a box of mixed biscuits. Nope. No, no it's a box of biscuits. Box of biscuits. A box of mixed biscuits. Box of mixed biscuits. And a biscuit mixer. And a biscuit mixer. Move. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling through the hole. He could go all the. He didn't make it. Yeah, he's down at the one. And there's a flag. Yeah. Oh. She sells seashells by the seashore. Seashore. She. 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 She sells she, she, she sells sells seashell. Bye. This is our Where new thing. This is our warm up Toledo. Every show we're warming up with Bermans. <coughs> and you were looking for Unique New York. <laughs> new heat New York. Unique Bob Euchre. The unique football New York Giants. <laughs> yeah. Yes, unique New York football giants. Yeah. Unique New York football. Unique New York. No. No. No, no, no. I don't know if Scott can hear us. Can Scott hear us? It's, it, it, it. it's the warm-up. It's the warm-up. I don't know if he's getting us yet, but that, that what a great... In the meantime, I'll sit here and I'll entertain you. Betty Butter bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. I put the butter in my batter, make a batter better. But a bit of better butter will make my batter better. So she was Betty Butter, bought a bit of better butter. Boy, oh boy. The Caliendo Cast with Frank Caliendo. John Holmberg, Scott Long, and the rest of the Caliendo crew. It's the most important podcast in the history of Western civilization. All right, well, we'll just go without the... It's, what is this shit? It is, it's teen girl boobs. You have that? I don't know what's going on. You want a training bra? I can need yeah. one. Yeah, I know who's got two one. of us. I try to tell myself that they're pecs. I got pecs and then like sometimes in shirts that don't – it looks like small sloped breasts. Like when you'd have to tell your daughter she needs a bra. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, honey. I got a dog. Hey, can we have a talk, John? Your mom's passed on. (laughs) What? I'm the one. What? Well, that's the only reason a dad would ever have that talk. You, you, the mom oh, talks. Mom tells that. Oh no, no, yeah. that's all. I have. You all. did that? No, I was gonna say. No, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Yeah, and that's because your mom, the, the mother, has had to have passed on for the father to ever have the conversation. My sister in fourth grade, my sister has huge cans in fourth grade, and don't I know it? Uh, she got sent home from school because she had a tank top on. So creepy. It was. It was. I even delayed the creepy mm. reply. Well, because you were busy thinking about them. <laughs> the, uh, uh, but they sent her home. I did envision them. I, well, yeah. Well, everybody saw them in fourth grade because they bubbled out of her yeah. tank top. And everybody sent her, they sent her home because the kids started to call her mother Jugs. And as a younger brother, 
when you find out your sister got sent home as mother jugs. That doesn't die for years. No. Yeah. You and utilize that constantly? Still. If, I don't talk to her anymore, but if I did, I would say- hey, MJ. Mother Just like jugs. Spider-Man. Yeah. MJ. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Except for she couldn't hang upside down to kiss you because her tits would get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't believe you could talk about your sister like that. I don't like her. And then the kissing the sister. Yeah, she's. Awful. It wasn't actually kissing, kissing your sister, but it was like yeah, having was your a, sister be kissed. Yeah. I don't want to think about. Yeah, that you stuff. can have at her. I don't want to. You think know what? A sibling. I've never understood that, and I don't know if you're like that or not. Is when a brother gets really defensive about a guy who's doing stuff to his sister. Have you ever said, "Well, that's my sister, dude. You don't do that." I'm like, what? Why? Are you jealous? Like what? What? What is the motivation well, for a brother to go? Nobody family. has sex with my sister. Well, you don't want that to happen to your daughter either. Well, yeah, but that's different when it's your daughter. When you're, Why? Well, I don't know. It's like it's, it's just less, family. It's daughters. Under the daughters are yeah, but you're protective of daughters. Your brothers and sisters. You're like yeah. Nobody's gonna have sex with her but me. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. No, is it your little sister or your older sister? Older sister. It's older sister. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I've that's... never cared about like if she had at it with a dude or was making out with him or what. Really? No, nah, it's never been a thing. It's her life. What am I gonna do? I I don't I only have brothers and I don't care what they do. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I looked at it. Yeah, but I I, I mean I hmm. my sister's also like a, a um a keto master? No, you know those uh jiu-jitsu Remember the ladies in uh, <laughs> champion. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm I'm searching for that. I was uh, I, I was going to say remember the clash of the titans but you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> She was one of those three witches. Is that what you say with your daughter? Your, your daughter, your sister as well. Not just mother jugs, but release the kraken. Yeah. <laughs> release the kraken. Release the kraken. Yeah, she's uh, she's released the kraken on a few dudes. And I, uh, I had a guy. I had Hold a guy. on. Hold on. I'm questioning. I'm in questioning mode. Oh, that's just sex. Yeah. Release oh. the kraken. Euphemism for releasing the old. Okay, because I thought I pictured something coming out with tentacles and stuff. Uh, I was basically making an, an anal joke. Oh, I okay. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought you wouldn't go that easy. <laughs> I expected more. Doesn't bother me. I, expect, I expected more from hey, your incest I, humor. I told you that I wanted to do the game show where you put five vaginas up against a wall and guess which one's your mom for a million dollars. Wait a second. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't remember you telling me. I this. thought I told you. I thought I talked about that here. There's the women would play. Guess which one's your dad? What episode? Uh, all of them. I think oh. I brought this up in all of them. <laughs> I'm pitch- I've been pitching this so hard, and everybody just ignores it and acts like they never heard it before. Yeah, man, you're doing Maybe it Maybe because it's being edited out in real time. What? No, it's yeah. You just have it up there and touch feel however you choose to. You guess which one your mom is. You get five million. And the reason I brought that up is because everyone's got a price. No, I don't think I have a price you for you. Got a price. I don't think I do. You're a wealthy man. But for a hundred million dollars, guess, guess million. which one's your mom would be a game you would play. That's so creepy, <laughs> yeah, but you're thing. right. Everybody has a price. <laughs> you can do smell, touch. That's uh, nah, all terrible. hundred million dollars, it's all clean, man. And then she gets Is, a million so, if you guess right. Because of everything going on, do we also play guess which one's your dad? Yeah, the, for the women. They, they whoof, out the glory hole. It's like, all right, get up there. Guess which one's your dad. <laughs> anyway, what started this? My beautiful prepubescent cans. I just got I just got a text for it because we had so many technical difficulties. Oh yeah, that RTI Brian, uh, the guy who set this all up, uh, has done a fantastic job until today. Um, yeah, it's just two for, mics and a camera now. Yeah, but for some reason, our Zoom call wasn't going through to get Scott Long in. Our Zoom call wasn't coming through the computer sound. Now we did change a few things and a computer reset. Um, because it was just on too long. But you know what's going to happen. 
What? Scott's going to assume you sabotaged this. Well, he'd be right. He had it <laughs> assumed or correctly. Well, I couldn't. Ta- I had to, and then I had to calm down after because everybody started. Ch- nobody else is in the room, but everybody was chiming in with ideas on what was going on remotely. Yeah. And I couldn't take when there were three or four people listening on the call who weren't even really going to be talking until maybe the end. And you're going to get mad again. No, I'm, I'm, I think it's funny now. Yeah. Well, the worst part is is that three or four people remotely telling you what was wrong with this room. Yes. The, right. That, I was looking at and they're telling me, this is what I see on my screen. I don't <laughs> care what you see on your screen. What you see on your screen has nothing to yeah. do with the audio input going into the computer and being able to come into our headphones yeah. and be recorded. Hey, this is what I see. I just see your name. <laughs> yeah, they would tell you what their problem was. Yeah. And there wasn't one. Now, Toledo had turned off our camera so we could just record that screen because the way we do it is, or what the, we plan to do it, right. is we would. Ju- I realized this later. We want them to see our video. We would just cut around the person who we're recording right. and then piece it in after the fact. Um, so, oh, RTI Brian is available in a couple hours if we're still over there. <laughs> so should we wait? Uh, no. It would be like a fishing show because I think we look like a fishing show right now. The video of this right? <laughs> uh, looks like two guys who are quarantined from the lake, but they still want to talk about trout. <laughs> Speaking of, guess which one's your, your mom? Mother, I, <laughs> I couldn't get it out quick enough. Which is the same game? Oh, my God. I couldn't, hey, I couldn't get it out of your mother hey, quick enough. There, you know, what are you talking about there? You? I think this is my mom. You know, I couldn't get it out quick enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You ever uh, play one of those... Uh, John Holmberg game shows where uh, he puts a relative of yours on a wall and you got to guess which one they are by uh, yeah. being around a sexual organ. Yeah, you know, and uh, I always said this about John. You know, it's not, he's kind of the Merv Griffin of hell. You know, he's like if he were the devil, he would like make game shows that way, like Jeopardy with your mom's vagina, you know? <laughs> so... I'll take a, uh, who is my mom? Hold on. Here's what I'm seeing on my camera right now on my computer uh, 2,000 miles away. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I think's here's, going on here's what with I your think problem. Here's wrong yeah. in your cord setup. <laughs> Here, I've got a diagram I'm going to show you on the Zoom call. And then we were, audio was playing through speakers on the webcam because it's, this thing is set up in a few different ways and none of them are correct. No. But it was playing the audio through the um the webcam yeah but it wasn't playing into the computer system so what we needed to do is cut it off from playing loudly uh out because it was going to be right. echo and delayed and just go through the system so it was uh almost unnoticeable delay what would you prefer in these situations as a human being who's kind of in charge of things in this particular deal because i've got this at work and i've got toledo who also produces this show producing my show and it's a, he's a fiddle fart. Would you rather the other person in the room, which was me in this case, stand idly by close to the problem and say nothing or just disappear for a while? I liked what you did. You just got away left. because there wasn't anything you could right. help. Unless we needed somebody to speak onto the microphone. And at that point, we didn't really need right. that. That's, but you knew, you knew what to do. You, get you out know, of here. You knew witness protection program was exactly what you needed That's to what do. That's what you do. And nobody seems to understand that. And I didn't think... I think I had to learn that over the years of like, look, don't just stand over the shoulders of people. Ask yourself truly and honestly at that very moment, do I have any idea, A, what's wrong, 
B, how to fix what's wrong. And if the answer to either of those is no, leave. And now, do that remotely on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, Zoom your ass out of there. It's one thing <laughs> that if they're over your shoulder, but if you can feel them over your yeah. shoulder on a camera going, I don't see this, and yeah. that's not the problem we're even right. worried about right now. Right, And then you, then you run the risk of muting them. And make him go, oh, okay, so I guess I don't have any input. Now they're pissed you, off. Th- while you were out of the room. Did you do that? <laughs> doing the proper thing. That's what had happened. And they're like, we can't see anything now. We can't hear anything. Uh, like, and they're telling. And then I'm getting texts. And then I got a text from somebody with a joke. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I really like, so here, yeah, let, you started let, getting grouchy. I've oh, been there. I've been there. I and to, now let me ask you this: though, we had before, to stop for five minutes before you get to that joke text. Which, what if it was a hilarious joke? Is it a good joke? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I couldn't read. read. It. I couldn't. I. I wasn't processing words. I looked over it like six times, and, didn't, and nothing. Was happened. it a joke about this from I, it was someone? Just an in observation. The oh, okay. it was Scott, in the grand oh. scope of things, when it comes to male comedians, this is pretty mild as disappointment. And it was like, uh, okay. I, I was like, not now. And w- exactly. <laughs> and my line was, I'm not in a fucking mood for shit. Because I, I mean, you've got to. Not the response. If you can read the room, <laughs> I want. If you, you know, can hold it. If you can technically figure out what's going on here, there's so much to your response. Yeah. The breakdown is a joke is shit. <laughs> B, I'm not in the mood for shit. C, I'm sure you've heard people in your audience say this very same thing. I'm not in the mood for shit tonight, Long. I was, I mean, I wasn't using, I didn't need articles or prepositions. I just wanted to get major words out, and those major words were fucking and shit. <laughs> yeah, well, it feels good. It's they, a- <laughs> but they were, they, they were MacGyvering. But they weren't. Why? They were trying to. Uh. But then it came to. Hey, here's the here's what I here's this is gonna make it better. Yeah, here's a band aid with cyanide on yeah. it. <laughs> we need Tim Allen because this is the his whole crux of. Well, it even goes back to the movie Mr. Mom years ago. He's like, what are you using? Two twenty, two twenty one. The guy who didn't know what the hell's going right. on in the room, and he's just dudes involved. We involve ourselves. Hey, it's all ball bearings. These yeah, days. <laughs> we we involve ourselves. That's right, Chase or Chevy Chase, right? Uh, when he said, uh, when, "It's Fletch, it's Chase, it's babe. Fletch." And I you just went along with Chase the back. actor who portrayed the yeah. character. That's a great Chase impression, you, you Frank. Made, I had no idea you no, could do that. Here's, I know what you did. I know what you did. <laughs> I, Chevy Chase you, it, and I with Chevy Chase, and you substituted Chase for Fletch. That's exactly what I did. Oh my God, this is a <laughs> better show than I'd expected. From <laughs> well, your anger brings out the best in me. And now let's you, play. Which one's your mom? <laughs> You you were trying to decide, like if, if you if where you were. I could see the the wheels turning there. Like you can the see wheel. them right now. I have I've got I've got two gears and they're not right, they're, they're not clicking. Meshing. But I could see you going. Oh, do we do? Would this be a fun show with Angry Frank? Oh, I, could I think see so. You going, no, I was in the other room going. We should just start rolling now. Yeah, because there was some fun too. Oh, we had our original segment, which I want you to edit this together, Toledo. I want red leather, yellow leather. Yeah, yeah. That gonna- started nice, but then ooh, <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> Nobody circles the fuck wagons quite like Frank Caliendo <laughs> was angry. Yeah, if we had outtakes, like in a two weeks, we could surprise Frank. And say, by the way, here's some clips of you storming around the room a couple weeks ago. Oh, I, and I was no, going no. on camera, off camera, like I would just show <laughs> yeah. up for little pieces and then show, and you could see the disgust and steam coming out of my ears. I left the room when over in the little production area, I heard, I just need everyone to shut the fuck up. 
And I'm like, was that Frank? And then the but I knew it was over because the next thing someone said was, I can hear them even after that. I can hear them. I don't think they can hear us. And I'm like, wow. If they can hear us, they heard shut the fuck up and continued. Yeah, there's nothing worse than guys who it's like standing next to a dude by his grill. You just leave him alone. There's something going on you're not doing. You can't help from, especially afar. I, I've gotten, I'm actually proud of myself because I think I used to be the guy that stood behind and just goes, oh, maybe I could help with it. You need me to hold some? And I thought that was being helpful. But what it really does, because I felt it, just get the fuck away from me. Yeah. And, and that's when I've, well, I've gotten really good at just walking away saying, hey, I'm, I'm not even going to be able to help you. I'm here if you ask me to do something. But See, I went over there because Toledo was struggling and I realized I know no more than he does. <laughs> so I backed off. Well, the dangerous thing about that guy in that room is I call him fiddle fart. If he's in your car, something that was working in your car when you got in will not be working when you get out. So- and usually it's something like your air conditioning vent called quality control. It's called fiddle farting. My dad and his grandpa used to say, he's a fiddle fart. Don't let him touch anything. Because he did it in my car. I had a brand new car. And he starts messing with the AC thing, uh, the little vent. All of a sudden, the AC it, controls no. changed the locks. <laughs> right. No, the yeah. vent cover popped off and in my hand. because he's pulling on it. And he goes, well, this is no... I wasn't pulling on it. Well, it's you had to be. It wasn't going to pop off any other way. And I'm like, quit touching my stuff, fiddle fart. And he fiddle fart. Now, the, the quality side of Toledo's fiddle farting is he stumbles across fixing things really more often than he should for his knowledge of the thing he's right because sometimes he's like yeah we fixed it and i look at him like you didn't have a clue what you were doing and you worked it out so correct and that's fiddle farting no yeah because i've i've seen him do that where he's changing 50 things like when you he just touches all of it but no right when you troubleshoot rti brian the tech guy here who's in vegas because his job took him there and can no longer help us with the technical side of stuff here the he will Go through a process, a, a series of processes. He will change and change one thing at a time. Scientific method. He will right. have a hypothesis and Which have one, one variable. Toledo presses every button yeah. to make an attempt and goes, it's working. Meanwhile, you come back later and your garage door's open. Right. I've seen Toledo turn everything in a studio on and work his way back from there. Yeah, that's backwards. <laughs> I've actually witnessed every light possible in a studio on and then off once. Nope, not working. Nope. Here it is. This is the one. This is the combo, and it works out. Hey, look, to be a fiddle fart, you have to risk breaking millions of dollars worth of stuff. He's not afraid of that. Where, where I, I however, get qual- qualified immunity. Yeah, it's well, I guess. I don't know what it is. Yeah, because you're not afraid that they're going to come after you to pay for it. Because it ain't happening. Nope. Where does that confidence come from? Just the fact that you're there all the time? Or I've always been a fiddle fart, as John says. Always took taking things apart and and tried to figure them out. Always. I love that that you qualified it as John says. As John says. As though people have heard that for the last. Nope. He's the only one that says that. I call him that. I don't. I think it's an old timey term, though. I don't. It is. It is. Doesn't sound old timey. Not at all. Pretty woke. Fiddle fart. These kids in their global warming fiddle farting around with Teslas. What? Yeah. Elon Musk is such a what fiddle fart. Musk, Musk, Musk turns out to be a, oh, yes, I'm just a fiddle, fiddle fart. fart. That's all he ever said. How did it all begin? My fiddle fart. <laughs> came across this thing and ended up inventing new stuff, like rockets. Like rockets. <laughs> yeah, it was the natural progression of fiddle fartery. He's the highest level fiddle farter <laughs> he's, in the he's, world. He's a genius fiddle fart. Yeah. No real qualification, but that's most people. Like, I'm on a level you can't conceive. Like, uh, right, like uh, Ray Charles in the movie. When he, you know the famous story about Ray Charles, how he just used to mess around with things. Everybody do the mess around, and he would tear a radio down 
and then rebuild it based on his memory of how it came apart, which is amazing. He would crush on which one's your mother because uh, his other senses are heightened. So heightened. <laughs> you know what would be great? <laughs> the all-star version would be even better. Was you have to guess the celebrity's mom. This is I can't believe I'm playing along it's, with it's this. It's a what game that everyone Evil would play. Frank Terrible. is here to stay. People listening are like, that's awful. And they're like, I don't have a price. And then I'll say $300 million. And they're like, mm, I bet you my mom's number four. Everybody's got a price. And it's more of a sociological fiddle farting to say, you, you seem your morals can be bought at a certain point. Almost, almost everybody. We're in the high 90 percentile of almost everyone. All right. What if this gets made uh, into a movie with Robert Redford? <laughs> Why would he be in it? Because The of, Natural? <laughs> yes. Because of the- He nat- never misses. <laughs> this is a 70-time champion. This is your spot, Roy. Go ahead and I'll pitch it in. No. Because what was the million dollar- uh, Oh, the $64,000 question. No, 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 no. directed that. No, no. The one with- um, I'm not going to stop him. Do what you do. Quiz show. Yeah, yes. That's it. It's quiz. No, what was the- uh, With Demi Moore- uh, Indecent Proposal. Indecent Proposal. Also known as the sixty-four thousand. I thought they were the same, same thing. Same, yeah, same it's like a remake, right? With the same actor. You just took the game show and you applied it to life. Yeah, it, we could have Robert Redford as the TV host. Now, what's weird about my little sociological experiment is, as a man, you would probably rather play which one's my dad. It's weird, isn't it? Your I, price is lower for I, dad's dick. I know. <laughs> Do you do this on your show? I do. Okay. Should I just All do right. it there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I brought it here just because I think it's just such an interesting, you know, it's what people don't talk about that interests me most. Yeah. It's, uh, it makes you uncomfortable. Schrodinger's and then, kitty. Yeah. <laughs> Schrodinger's pussy. Your mother's pussy is alive and dead all simultaneously? That's. Wow. Listen, there's a. <laughs> This is why I do it here, is because making you uncomfortable after you stormed around making everyone else uncomfortable is Wait, really I make you uncomfortable? Now, I don't care. No, you kind of like that. I you love it. it. fun to watch angry Frank I, I can't get enough of it. Because you don't direct it at me. Because right. I tend to kind of- I'm scared I tend, of leaving no. the show. <laughs> well, not even that. I tend to kind of think that we think on the same uh, plane right. with, I get it. I know where he's at. I know what to do. I know what I would want. Right. Right now. So I'm just going to do that. And then if he needs me for anything. Going to go yank my chain. <clears throat> I'm going to go jerk off there. Look at pictures of mom's <laughs> vagina in case that cane comes up. I'll be ready. Why do I Ernie laugh at that? Because <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Well. So it takes you back to Sesame Street. Where discomfort lives. Brought to you by yeah. the letter C. The two. <laughs> and the number six. <laughs> and. Let's start the whole show over. Let's try to get Scott in on Zoom. <laughs> I want to watch. I want to watch you lose your mind again. Oh, I was angry. If I could have thrown something in here, I would have. I thought yeah. about it. I don't do that. I don't get angry. I just get like, I quit. He used to. He used to get angry, but you quit. But I quit because yep. I, 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 I want to be, I want everybody to, uh, the one time we went to, <clears throat> we did a UFC show in Vegas and took the whole show up to Vegas. And we had had trouble when we took the studio out of the studio and went remote right. in the past. And nobody ever did their jobs properly. For that. And I was always the one, like Toledo would always be like, it's going to be right, it's going to be right, it's going to be right. We need an engineer there. Well, a lot of times the station wouldn't even send it. So he's, Richard, fiddle, said, farting. fiddle farting around trying to figure out how this gigantic thing of, of 40 different radio stations is going to work. And when I'd get there, I'd look at him. I'm like, is it working? He goes, give me 15 minutes. And I'm like, show starts 12 minutes. You got 15. So that means we're late there. 
And he goes, I know. And I'm not blaming him because it's not his, not his gig, job. right? He's supposed to be working on my show and helping me with that, but he's working on all the engineering. And I remember the it was October, and I just I said, we did one break, and it cut out in the middle. And I looked over at Rich, and I'm like, we're done. He's like, what? I'm like, we're done here. And I'm like, that's it. And I just started to pack up, and the, and the, guy, the engineer from the UFC is like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, I'm not. This doesn't work. None of this is working. Nobody knows what to do. And it's just going to go ahead and end now. Yeah. And I just called the, the station back in Phoenix and I said, if you guys don't want to send somebody for us or with us, then you don't care enough for a show to go on. And I just – I get real calm. My, my, my take on that is if you guys don't care, you've just pissed me off and that's your worst nightmare. Right. But this – okay. So here was my situation that was different. I was ready to quit. Yeah. But you guys had come out here. Yeah. And you guys are already here. There's nothing I can do to get them in and spending that any more time than yeah. we'd already spent. I essentially did quit. Yeah. I quit on what that show, what this show is going to be. Yeah. Uh, I just still, yeah. gave up and let it go. I didn't care what today's. I knew we could make it work. Sure. Because we're brilliant. <laughs> right. And that's always going to be there. I, and I, I knew you, every show you'd brought up, which one's your mother. So I knew. <laughs> you knew that was. Well, that's in the notes. Let's not act like that was improv. We said. Yeah. Definitely bring that up during first right. anger. When you when you have actual uh, points, <laughs> numbers, I just I, yeah, it's a game you could play at home. So some people, I I that's what, I called it quits on that particular show, but I knew that we had to have something come out. Sure, for you know this will be out actually tomorrow. So so the angry show was what you went well no that's why I knew I because I'd done that before. And uh, back when I was doing the podcast with Al, Al Jackson, just one Al. Um, <laughs> His name is not, not Al, Al. Al Jackson. Damn it. I need to apologize Yeah, because that's yeah. how I was introduced. And a lot of people. This is Al. After I introduced Al Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, Toledo would listen to it after the fact because we do those whole things uh, on the remote. And he'd be like, just a different energy today, different energy today. I go, did I sound incredibly angry? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Al, because Al's we couldn't leader. get it to connect. Well, I couldn't get it to connect for uh, for an hour. And then and that's why I'd be like, ah, screw it. But as the podcast has been building, I'm not going to go, hey, I'm not going to do the right, podcast right. this week. And I'm not going to ask you to come out another day. So right. Yeah, because you don't want to inconvenience other people. I, right. I, yeah, I'm lucky enough I can get every day I've got a show everybody has to show up to. This is a little different. Another thing that drives me nuts. I mean, people are getting paid for that, too. Right. There's yeah, a, this there. is there. Yeah, we're volunteers. Right. But the, uh, uh, the thing that also bothers me is like when somebody says, passively says, boy, you got a little angry there. That that boils me more than anybody who can. It's almost like fight. getting a text that says, "In the grand scope, <laughs> I just don't fucking have time for shit." Those are those moments when somebody's like, "Yeah, different energy today." You really. Uh, those are the things where I just start. I I'm, oh, you you want to see a different energy? That's when I start to go. You want to get me? You'll be passively. Um, I don't know, observational about what just oh, happened. I'll start doing air karate. At you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to work on I, that. I have short That's arms, so I know I'm not going to hit you. With social distancing six feet away, might as well be ah! in another state. How close were we to air karate to the TV? Because oh, you had three people on Zoom that were pissing you off. You could have air karate. But they kept – it, was, it wasn't one. There was one, and then I knew what was going to happen, and I thought about muting everybody so it wouldn't happen. But I thought, no, 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 no. There's no way – Everybody's going to start having opinions. Well, the best the best line I heard was over there when all the three people on Zoom 
Jose, Sean, and Scott were talking and talking, and it was clearly driving you nuts, and we couldn't figure it out. And then it was quiet for a second. It seemed to calm. And then one of the three, and I won't name names, but it was Jose, said something, and you said, and now I got this guy fucking ruining my life. (laughs) (laughs) It was just (laughs) so unreasonable. (laughs) And yet justified. Well, I didn't want to hear from anybody. Uh, There was a reality, that, uh, and I I keep saying how the show needs to to go i go i don't want anybody to talk till the end of the show who yeah. isn't even and sometimes we might not hear from people because right. the show is me you and scott remote sometimes right well when it works when it works right otherwise you're just piling shit in through text yeah <laughs> i wonder if he has not text me yet yeah it's franco he said did john tell you about that game what uh the one about your mom Oh God! I talked to Scott oh. about it earlier. We really planned. You it. did not. Really. No, God. Oh, no. Why would you lie? <laughs> no, just to make you feel even more. Oh, do you? You don't have a temper so much as. Oh, you. I have a terrible temper. Is it a temper though, or is it just a boiling point that makes you go and then you run off? Air karate. Yeah, air karate isn't a temper. Listen, it's I hilarious. will fight. That's a cartoon. Dog. I will fight invisible creatures in yeah. front of you. I listen. I've gotten. I I remember getting so mad at Michelle. I would never hit my wife. I would never Again. hit a child. No, ever. <laughs> I would never, I don't even want to joke about that, but I remember punching walls. That's the same thing. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is? <laughs> well, it can then be. Then edit that out. It can be. <laughs> it can was be my wall, not Domestic her. violence. Really? Yeah, because I knocked a door over once. I got locked out of a room and I got mad and I pushed. I wasn't the, punching a hole through the wall to get to. I did. I pushed a door in half. I broke it. And I'm like, you think you can lock me out? <laughs> And she was like, what? This is I'm your like, ex-wife? Yeah, I'm like, what did I just do? Because I was furious. I wasn't going to get her. And I had no, I, I, again, never, ever, ever make contact with somebody. Right. Unless they hit me first. That's the only rule I've got. I will actually turn. I, I, this hasn't happened to me in a long time. But I, uh, if I, I've gotten so mad at people that I will actually turn the opposite way and punch. <laughs> so I know I'm not going to hit them. <laughs> I think i got to see that. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's funny because my arms are so short. But it's true anger. Yeah. So I would uh, now, if this ever happens in the future of our relationship, and this is happening, expect a huge laugh <laughs> next to you. If but you ever turn around, you get it. Other people are like, "I'm calling the police." <laughs> You're like, "I'm getting this on video just for me, not you even gotta, to sit, not even to, to use to cancel." It. I would try to piss you off a lot to get Hong Kong Fui to show up. Again. Hong Kong Fui, boy, we got a problem here. Hong Kong Fui can solve it all. What did he use at Hong Kong? Was it was it Hong Kong Fui and Son, or did he have another name? Uh, Hong Kong Fui and Son. And then the kid knew karate. Did they do too. that on all Hanna Barbera cartoons? They just discovered every a, single one would be and Son. Which one worked to make it so they made it a pattern? That's what I want to know because I don't remember Captain Caveman and Son being entertaining. Scrappy Doo was a complete failure. Uh, Hong Kong Fui and Son. When the Flintstones had Pebbles have a baby, I don't know. That was the weirdest. Pebbles had a baby. Well, she, they, all of a sudden they were teenagers and like Pebbles had kids and the life expectancy was a lot longer for the older Flintstones well, than you knew. that's right. Yeah. And then they had a kid. They looked the same. Yeah. But they were dressed the same, Pebbles and Bam Bam, but they were like tall and the Flintstones didn't age, Fred and Wilma. But that, yeah. They, that was much, much late. That was like an 80s, late 70s or 80s cartoon version. Yeah. It was like 80s, I would say. Yeah. I think you're right. But it was just weird. But they always went back to- a child, like a new child, and then yeah, cousin Oliver. And on the TV Brady Bunch. started to do it though. Cartoons had to be first. Maybe not. You might be right. Cousin Oliver might have been first. Uh, somebody's uh, well, listen. They did it in Indiana Jones and the Crystal oh. Skull. Uh, they, well, the Last Crusade brought a kid in because they had the short round. 
Or it wasn't the last crusade. Uh, what was the second one? Uh, Indiana Jones and Temple, Temple of Doom. Doom. Yeah, and that was when Short Round was there. And I remember being a kid going, what's he need a kid for? Because yeah, you, you call him Dr. Jones. Doc. That was great. Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. And you're like, all right, I get that. But this doesn't need, he doesn't need to help. He's a child. He was later data on head of the class. Yeah. <laughs> right. The Howard Hessman gem. Yeah. <laughs> which turned into a Billy, Billy, Billy Connolly, Connolly, which I liked better. It's one of the few times you replaced a guy and it got better. But you had, uh, what's his name? Dan, what's his name? The, the big Bunden. That dude was, uh, he ended up being director of stuff. All right. He was right. Arvid Ingen. Yeah, Arvid. <laughs> and then that hot girl with the red hair, Christine Hodge. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was. A little, little head of the class reunion going on here. Yeah. <laughs> what, was the, what was the theme song to that? Uh, uh, you know what I don't, I don't remember, but I know the spinoff was just the 10 of us. Oh, right, with, with Bill, Bill Kirkenbauer. Kirkenbauer. <laughs> 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 who stand up, he'd do a typewriter. Yeah. He did it on his <laughs> I wonder if he updated that. No, it's still happening. He's still doing yeah, he the still typewriter. Goes and he does the pushback. Yeah, because he had a bald typewriter. head and he'd do the keystrokes. The the uh, what would you call them? They look like golf clubs right. in a typewriter. He would sweat profusely within the first minute of being on stage, <laughs> and had the ability to make his head funny because it would make noises because it was so wet. Right. They gave him the show because he was the PE coach at the high school, if I remember right. And then just the ten of us, he somehow or another managed to have ten kids, <laughs> and he and he managed that. Strange, but and I don't remember the theme song to Head of the Class. I don't, and Damn then it. Brian Robbins was. That's right. And he directed he's Varsity Blues. Robbins and yeah, all kinds yeah. of stuff. I, he was, he produced my show. He produced, uh, he actually produced Hype on the WB, not Frank TV. He produced Hype. Really? WB with Crazy Joe Davola. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Joe How about that? And Joe Davola once said to me, I, I don't create ideas. I steal them and make them better. <laughs> like that was, like that was a compliment like you just say okay turn around do some air hockey we were at some italian restaurant in burbank and he goes i don't i don't come up with ideas i steal them and he was joey diaz i don't know what the fuck that was you just you just fucking do do that kind of maybe that's where the the game show idea came up is because i got so comfortable yesterday playing who can gross who out with joey diaz impressions Uh, it got bad yeah that that was pretty awful and uh I was working on my Joe Rogan, which got so good. Yeah, I can't. I it's God. It's very frank. Fucking, us. These guys are fucking nuts. These guys oh, are it's fucking. So good. These guys are fucking crazy. That the stuff they're doing. Uh, it's uh. When you said these, morons, these morons are fucking. They're just fucking crazy. Oh, it's it's gonna it's be when crazy. you polish that. That's gonna be up. what did I do? Dandy. Oh, and the fucking aliens are out there, and they're fucking. Going crazy, fucking Joey. What do you think? I let you out to a bunch of fucking pussies out there. You know that's what I was talking about. That's just banging the aliens. Yeah, that Rogan's gonna be a gem. It's gonna, it's gonna get there. Yeah. It's, it's funny because when I first work on the new one, I don't know if it's like that for you, and I don't know if we've even talked about this before, but it's like if I don't have time to set it up and start working on it, and, yeah. And, build into it i can't just admit like morgan freeman just actually start talking that way because it's muscle memory it's already there yeah but, no you can't like find it every time you want yeah it. yeah, yeah. You know, that's like, that's true of almost all of them isn't it right like when you try well yeah, there's a few that just fall in you're like oh my god like my berman came from me trying to i was working on a seth rogan and i couldn't i could not get i don't wait, know why you, wait wait you had you've been working on seth rogan for that long no, no, this was years ago. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, I didn't get Berman. I didn't even try to get Berman until like 2006, seven. God, I don't know why. God, but I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of the. Um, and I could do it. I didn't realize, but I would always do like the hacky, like. Rah, 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 rah. 
Right. But I never really did, like got the nuanced. What everybody does. Like, like you can talk like him and just have him be, you know, just regular Chris Permanent. Comes, goes. I didn't do that. I just did the barking like, hey, James Van is band of renowned. And he just right. shot that. But I didn't realize that I was doing it. So as I kept doing or trying to get Seth Rogen, I was like, whoa, every time I go into Berman and I'm actually, it's good. Yeah. And then in my head, I'm like, this is Berman. And I just worked on it from there. But I couldn't, I could not. Anytime. When I, out of it. when I first started working on Berman, it became Al Pacino all the time. So yeah. I was like, rambling, bumbling, stumbling. <laughs> he could go all the way. Hey, you guys want some yayo? Because I think what we need right now is a little yayo. Everybody will calm down. We have some yayo. Don't fuck with me. Because <laughs> I'll chop your arm off in the shower. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and where'd he go to school? Havana, you. That's right, Tommy. I'm not. In a fucking mood for shit. <laughs> what a sentence. <laughs> Except for a dude tried to be jovial with you. Listen, I didn't need it. <laughs> hair hanging from my hand. <laughs> he tried to lighten the mood and got a sack of manure tossed at him all the way across the country. <laughs> Listen. Do it again. You, f- you, you remotely... Do fiddle fart diagnostics? Yeah. <laughs> That's, fiddle fart diagnostics cannot be a thing Best Buy starts. Well, just call us. We'll fiddle fart from a distance and piss you off to no end. Next thing you know, you'll be doing Hong Kong food. But it wasn't. <laughs> Hong Kong food. <laughs> did Underdog ever have a son and son? With sweet pot. What did he ever? Did he finally. Not finding anything on Hong Kong Fui and Sun. Oh, that was a thing. You know where it was? I think uh, on the um, Wacky Races with Yogi Bear. That's my Hong Kong. It might not have ever been a show, but he had a kid for a minute for whatever reason. With look at the. I know for a fact Hong Kong Fui had a kid. Well, I know Captain Caveman pissed me off. Do you think this is Mandela theory? Maybe in another. Universe, <laughs> perhaps is that what that is? Yeah, Nelson Mandela theory. You don't know what Mandela theory? I don't is? think I do. Mandela theory is that uh, because people thought Nelson Mandela died in prison, that oh. in a parallel universe he did die in prison and it bleeded over to this. So it's like, got it. Jeff peanut butter, uh, Jiffy peanut butter. Oh, Jeff. I think it's a Jeff. <laughs> like, wow. Okay, Jeff. No, no, no. I screwed. I actually screwed it up. Um, <laughs> Baron, the Berenstein Bears. Yeah. Do you know how you spell that? Berenstein, S-T-E-I-N. It's Berenstain, S-T-A-I-N. It is. Yeah, everybody thinks it's Berenstein bears. It's Berenstain. I just thought they were a group of Jewish bear lawyers. Oh. They're not? They're not lawyers in the woods? <laughs> I thought they were Yogi's lawyer. No. For all the picnic no, basket infractions. In, in another universe? <laughs> oh, it looks like we need another trip to the Berensteins there. I don't know, Yogi. Maybe we should just stop stealing. Hell no. That's too many picnic baskets for us. Berenstein Bears. <laughs> Can I help you? It's me again. What is this? Who is this security? Hong Kong. <laughs> is it actually stealing a picnic basket if you leave it? <laughs> He's a predator. <laughs> All he maybe Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. <laughs> We're doing old Billy Crystal accents now. Jeez, I didn't even know we could do this. That's funny. I think Crystal's a little bit Rogan. Uh, you know what? I realize it's it's also close to um, uh, what's his name, uh, Bruce Banner in uh, Bill Pace. the Avengers, who plays uh, oh Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Jeez, Tony, I yes, didn't even know it's in here. And geez, you guys, 
it's just a bunch of fucking bullshit. And it's, oh, uh, that's yeah, you're right. It's right. It's up in there. It's, it's got the little throat. Uh, oh, these guys. I see. Why, why would somebody? Why would somebody do? It's the high thing though. When you're yeah. knocking that out, that's yeah. the inflection. Why? Why, why that, would somebody? God, that's good. That's fucking. Stop bullshit. it! Stop it! Joey, Joey. I'm gonna steal that and make it better. Listen. <laughs> Crazy, listen, listen, crazy fucking Joe DiVola. This guy's uh, <laughs> it's getting just God. fucking drives you nuts. I'm loving you know? that. Yeah. I am loving I can only do it. That's part of the problem, too, is like uh, Morgan Freeman was one that for me that, and I tell I tell people when they want to find out, like I'll be at like, a, I remember doing this at a radio station in Las Vegas. The guy's like, I could never do a Morgan Freeman. I'm like, yes, you can. You just need to start really quiet. Right. And the, let the mic do the work. Yeah, and yeah. then get stronger, and then it builds up, and it, yeah. you get some strength to it. I, I told you this the other day, too. I've seen some of these TikTok videos, and yeah. all these kids are just doing lines from movies. Yeah. And they just get millions and millions. They're all doing the Joker, from Heath Ledger's Joker. It wouldn't bother me so much if they weren't getting... Like, kids always... Even we did that. Like, when we were younger, you'd find a movie, you'd do the impression of the movie, right. you know. He's trying to use the phone. Like you do all the stuff that was in right. the thing or Saturday Night Live. And then you develop one of your own or a few of your own. You're like, oh, I don't need to do that. But that's the weird thing about the internet is that they're starting to get attention for just basically right. repeating. Some and of us the unlock, unlock the impression. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm seeing people do three or four things that I do or have done and created. And now – they're using that. That's the standard. And just, you know, it's Dana Carvey going, not going to do it. Which right. Nobody, every stand-up comedian in the world at that time was doing not going to do it. Yeah. That's Dana. And you couldn't do that today. That's the weird part. You know what's crazy? This is an interesting. Why couldn't you do that? Because it, well, I mean, you couldn't really go up. Exact. Well, no, no, no. You, no, no, no. Not the not going to do it thing, but you couldn't go up and start doing Dana Carvey's impression on stage today without getting just destroyed. Right, as a stand-up, but you could do it online and people are like, that's Sure, online like people, people are always would. doing uh, Will Ferrell's Harry Carey. Right. Hey! Right, which is weird because I used to do a really good, clean Harry Carey. Right. And it just morphed into the kind of a combo of the two. Right. Because people didn't think that's how Harry Carey right. sounded they didn't anymore. even know. Like he took, and that's, you know, tip your cap. That's pretty amazing that the impression became Will's right. voice. Yeah. And more people see Or Johnny Caponera. <laughs> oh, nobody did it better. Nobody hey, close. Yeah. who's that kid in the sombrero? It was the best. But isn't that weird that the most egregious thing comedians used to do is steal each other's bits? Right. Carlos Mencia is a pariah. We'll have him on the show. Still people are we mad. Had him on, we yeah, had Yeah, because you did it. Right. Rogan did it. Hey. But Joe Rogan and uh, Ari Shafir stained him forever. And now look what's going on with comedians. Every every other day, I pick up you know the, what is now the newspaper, my phone, and I see a comedian's like apologizing for this horrible thing. Yeah, and they're they're asking for forgiveness. And I love Steve Ranasisi, but what he did was worse than what Carlos was his Man. thing. His thing was pretending to have been in uh, the the trade center. Oh, that went down, right. and he ran with it for years. And he's been apologetic, and he's like, look, this lie got ahead of me. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, if I say it, now I look like a crazy person, so I just have to run with it and hope nobody ever calls me on it. He's been really open about it. He's a great guy. I like Steve a lot. But uh, like, he's not stained by it the way Mencia is for what I've seen a lot of comedians do. I, I like Joe Rogan a lot, but Ralphie and I were watching, after the Mencia thing broke, Ralphie May and I were watching Joe Rogan do a thing on TV. just happened to be like two weeks after. And he goes, that's my bet. He said, what? Said, That's my bet. And we went on the internet and looked up one of his first uh, specials, which I think was the Austin one. 
Rednecks and bass boats. Rednecks and bass boats. And it was about three years earlier, Ralphie did this exact same thing, and Rogan was doing it on stage on his thing then. Yeah. That's my, I'm not going to tell Joe Rogan that, though, because that motherfucker kicked my ass. <laughs> so he did, he's like, I'm not making a big deal. But didn't, did he think he took it from him? Uh, it was it was pretty damn close. Hmm. And again, an same idea, premise. Yeah. An idea, well, the premise it, is going to happen. But it was the same close. It was the same joke. Which is basically bass boats going across the. But Atlantic. there's other that other element of because I'm going to give people benefit of the doubt, especially somebody like him, because he's bigger than us. Um, <laughs> well, also no, he's proven that he can do it on his own, like without. Yeah, but it's to me sometimes you hear something, and then right. uh, you think you came up with it years later, right? And then you come to find out that's why it was so honed and ready to go, right? Is because uh, oh my god, I had that happen when I first started. I did a Mister Rogers neighborhood thing on uh if it was if mr rogers was smoking pot (laughs) but it turned out mike toomey had done it and you know how i am i'm not always listening closely (laughs) i heard some of the voices i wasn't even doing i didn't even do it on stage i did it for a comedy class i was just improvising and i did king friday something uh but I, but it went back and people were told Mike Toomey that I was stealing his stuff and Toomey's fantastic. Yeah. And I called him and I go, listen, I I didn't know and I didn't do this on stage as one of my bits. Right. I did this at a comedy class, so I don't know who's yeah. somebody's like, ratting you out. Yeah, who's telling on this? But did listen, you hang up the phone and go? <laughs> so as soon as, uh, but as soon as I found that out, I didn't even do the voices anymore. I waited for you to find out that you did all yeah, the um, stole from Mr. Me. Rogers, <laughs> and then I joined on with you. The, but, I, I got to start doing that if I'm ever in a fight again with a wife or family at all. Just that turnaround in the middle and <laughs> start doing a little. Oh, it's fun. A little air because they think you're crazy. And they, and they're it's right. Insane. It's more insane than if somebody came at me trying to swing. At least I can defend myself from that. I don't know what. Crazy no, you thing. turn the other way so you know you're not going. That's what I'm saying. I unless think, you got like. That's scarier. To Unless, me. yeah. Because that's warming up. That's a dude in the corner of a boxing ring punching the, the uh, turnbuckle no, for a no, second no, that, before he turns that, around no, and works no. you. Okay, hold He's on. He's just hold getting on, his elbows on, hold and hold shoulders on. ready. No. If you're in the corner, yes. If you're open space around you, <laughs> scarier. Insanity. No, it's scary. There's no boundaries. I don't know where you're going. You're scary. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's punching none. <laughs> I got uh, booted from school for making the punching none make out with me. No, you didn't. Yeah, because I worked out this thing where she would say, you've been very bad. I'd say her little gloves up. And you need to be punished. And I'd be like, I don't know what I do. And then her hands would come out <laughs> grab my face and pull me in. Wait a second. And what grade is this? Uh, well, I carried it way into life. Wait a second. So you so I, I used to do, you'd It hone? was a thing I would do at- uh, Wait a second. If that's anybody, my bit. If, <laughs> that's my nice bit. I had to talk that bit. I did that with Kedison, you motherfucker. I uh, I did yeah, it in love. high school. And I was seventeen, and somebody had a talking nun, a boxing talking. boxing nun. I mean, I made it talk a boxing nun. And then years later, for whatever reason, there was a boxing nun at my work, and I started to do it again. Oh, it, people loved it, and I don't know why. Because you're not supposed to make out with nuns, even boxing. Yeah, you, yeah, you couldn't get a talking priest because they don't talk. No, but I did a thing with the talking priest once. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was real. Ray Donovan. <laughs> he was a real priest. Ray Donovan. 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 Ray Donovan. Yeah, I just uh, but going back to that, the the the, the comedy world is all weird, and the, you know the the Dalia thing's blowing up, and it's accusations and all that stuff, and there's a whole bunch of stuff where I'm kind of confused by how, and you'd know better than me, why comedians don't back each other. Well, I think some a lot are backing, uh, but like Whitney Cummings came out and basically said disgusting. 
And, and she, maybe something's happened. But her. again, like, well, maybe. But I mean, at that point, you say something, don't you? you just don't throw them under the bus. And a lot of his friends maybe haven't they said feel anything. That that's, and, maybe she feels that's better. Like, she doesn't want to get. But people used to ask her in interviews, like, why don't you and Chris date when they did the Whitney show together? And she goes, because Chris is disgusting. Yeah. And that was her standard answer. Maybe it was a callback. Or <laughs> it could be. But yeah, she's doing callbacks of the, the bad news. But it's just weird because I always see it's like. The last thing you'd ever want to happen to you is false accusations, and I'm, I don't know if the latest stuff's real or not. I've not had great experiences with Chris. I don't think he's a bad guy, but he's a little. Uh, he's never been. He's he's never been even cordial to me. He's always, right. He's always looked at me like. But I think that's his. I'd, like the in the end of his statement, as I just started to believe my lifestyle or whatever right. it was. Like, and I was. I told you this, and I've I've used this analogy before, but it's the car salesman, a car salesman sells cars all day long and that's their survival and it's how they make money and the better they are at being a salesman the the more money they'll make but they can't turn it off right when they get home so you invite a car salesman to dinner and they're trying to do a deal for passing the brussels sprouts <laughs> you're like i didn't i just want you to pass them. but what if <laughs> what if i threw what in? if i threw in the butter huh you want me to put a little butter on that Huh? If I put some I mean, butter, it's going to be a little extra. Yeah, little extra. But I'll throw it in there because you can't have these without this. I mean, it doesn't work. I don't even know why they're separate. <laughs> Let me talk to my boss. <laughs> Let, me Let me go talk to the chef. I'll be right back. Oh. Two seconds. I think we got a good thing going here with these Brussels sprouts. But yeah, no. But Delio oh, said the it. boss, the, the chef didn't like it. <laughs> no, the, chef said the butter's got to stay separate. Yeah, big, you got to buy all the butter. All the butter. butter. You got to buy the, You got to buy a pat of butter. No stick. Got to get stick the stick. We can't sell it by the pat. We'd lose our... Can't set them in pants. <laughs> We'd lose it. But uh, D'Elia, always, D'Elia always had me... Uh, I always pegged him as a guy who I couldn't you tell... pegged him? Yeah, we would peg what? every once in a while. And I thought, wow, disgusting. <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> Guess which one's D'Elia? <laughs> That'd be fun. But yeah, but I always had him I always had him pegged as a guy who was A, kind of tongue-in-cheek pretending he hated to do radio, and B, a guy letting you know... I hate this, and I don't like you. Because it's fun to do. It's listen. It's the Doctor Phil character. Yeah. Whenever I do that, people ask me, "What are some of the most fun impressions?" Doctor Phil and Charles Barkley, because I get to tell you you're an idiot. Oh, yeah. Over and, and over. you laugh. Yeah. And you sit. Ah, gah, 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 gah. And yeah. I can like face everybody face turns into Popeye. <laughs> well, blow me. <laughs> but I, I I look at him and then, and then I had a decent experience with him. I'm like, you know what? I've been wrong. Because and then I thought it was that. I thought maybe he just plays that game. And then within 24 hours of me actually saying I was wrong, he sent a barrage of emails to our staff about something he wasn't happy with. Yeah. That was so over the top. Pick on the guys who have no control. And we're talking about minimum wage workers. We're talking about a guy who took photos. And Delia went crazy to the point where I called Brian Callen. I'm like, did Chris, is he miserable about what happened? He goes, no, he had the time of his life. thought it was a great night because Callen was there too. And I'm like, wow. This is, and, then, and then a day later... He's like, maybe I overreacted. And it doesn't make it okay. And he had this like feeling of like, you deal with how I am, kind of like you did earlier. You deal with my emotions only. Nobody else can say a thing until I'm ready to come down. It doesn't matter about anybody else. You don't do that. I was kidding. But oh, no, no. You know I've, I mean? I've, 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 I've had it happen to me. I remember being on the set years ago of, I think, Hype, the first show I did on the WB. And I remember... I just I couldn't remember something or some lines weren't coming out, but I was. This was a weird show where the executive producers used to go get massages during the tapings of the show. They didn't even stick around for it. Like they they had a sketch, a Felicity sketch that did really well on Mad TV, and they got <laughs> I I 
I picked them. It was t- I don't want to say who it was, but I picked them. <laughs> Worked for me. Teddy Ruxpin. Yes, it was a Teddy Ruxpin. It was a bear. Well, the sh- I've seen the show. It could have been produced just as well yeah. by Teddy Ruxpin. So. Uh, but I remember somebody came over to me, started rolling the, the lint roller on me, and I was like, just leave me alone. I'm not in a mood for this fucking shit. <laughs> That's your go-to. No. I think I changed the words around. <laughs> it's always the same words. They're uh, just, just yeah, different words. Yeah, look, you got to keep it fresh. Eventually, eventually, it's going to be fucking not a new mood. Well, that's when old men just go, fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> just cut out all the other words. <laughs> Yeah, I just find it odd, though. that, And I don't think it, Dalia. I don't know anything about his strange habits, if they're real or not. But I didn't have a good experience with him as a human being. So it tends to make me think, nah, okay. I almost Well, that's I the other issue. Care. You're not good to people along yeah. the way. I think that's a Trump thing. Where I, yeah. I just shit on everybody <laughs> right. the entire way. And I think all these politicians on both sides, they all do terrible things. Oh, yeah. They'll do lots of bad stuff, but people watch their back. It's it's uh, House of Cards. Yeah, you know, you watch if, House of Cards. You, you got my back. Everybody's hiding everything for a minute until one person leaks, and then they're dead. Right. But with Trump, it's so constant. He's he, you know he screws everybody over in broad daylight. He's the leaker. Yeah. He's the one that screams out the problem, and then it's like oh, then they have to cover for him. PC <laughs> is not political correctness. It's pre-cum. Oh God. <laughs> Why? Filthy Frank. Because it's a leaker. Because <laughs> Filthy Frank. Filthy Frank and the leaker. Why would you say something like that, John? Don't use the video. You're turning video. into Gaffigan. Why did he say why, that? Why, why, why did that have to happen? Oh, I don't know. Jump Gaffigan. I was working on the Gaffigan for a while. It's pre-com. Why did he why say did he that? He's talking about pre-com no, it, stage. Everybody used to have, a lot of people used to have that <laughs> secondary voice. You can't do it anymore. No. And it wasn't the same one that Gaffigan has, but everybody would have that voice that yeah. would talk to themselves to give yourself a character <laughs> right. on stage to, to answer your nonsense. Yeah, well, it was basically like having a ventriloquist dummy, right, without having the puppet there, which is better. And you could talk to yourself. Yeah, it's much better. But I remember we talked about this off there. But the uh, Jim Brewer told me that years ago, and he goes, "I wanted out of show business because of the stuff I saw that I couldn't talk about." Because I needed to make money. I loved my part of the job. I fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Looking around. <laughs> There's some bad shit going on, Johnny. That's basically what it was. Yeah. And and then years later, he came back. He goes, I'm not ever going to involve myself in the big picture again. And then really? when I talked to him recently, and I said, because uh, I said something about the Jeffrey Epstein thing on TV, and he was texting me, and, and he said something. He goes, I told you about this years ago. And I'm like, I don't know what you told me about this. And he goes, yes, I did. We got to get him on, and I'm like, oh yeah, don't we? Do? I want things to unfold before we get Brewer on, okay? Because I don't think he's comfortable. You saying, want them to brew? Yeah, I want to brew. Want my brewing? I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let him percolate a little bit. I just think uh, I think he's got into because he even told me that in the last text. He goes, "That's why Dave left too." Chappelle, I think so. Damn, yeah, there's a lot of people doing Chappelle. Because Dave used to do all sorts of jokes about it, like how corrupt everything and weird everything was, and the Michael Jackson stuff wasn't surprising to him, and like all this other stuff. Like, act surprised. I don't see why it's going on all around you all the time. He's <laughs> always whispering, like, "You guys are you're acting like this is a big thing. It's constant see, in this world." I just, I, I'm so naive. I want to be. I don't, in a I don't even want to know. And I left not for that. But, you know, I just saw it was just so gross. Yeah, everything. But I didn't even get. 
to that level of the but it's dream better in inception like that that's what sucks in like being a person who deals with like i like the reality of things i like to just f- f- front face every single problem and just go all right i'll i'm not afraid of at least talking about this is the kind of stuff i want to stay naive on if there are people out there utilizing and it's coming out like crazy that the Hollywood world has been utilized. Megan Fox was on Jimmy Kimmel a few years ago and basically admitted that Michael Bay uh, was sexually inappropriate like crazy. And Kimmel said, well, we, all, we would all be that. She was 15 and he made her dance in a bikini for him to do this job Jeez. and then couldn't cast her because the scene was in a bar. And they're like, we can't have her sitting at a bar drinking. She's 15. He goes, okay. And his solution was to just pour water on her while she danced in a bikini and make her soaking wet. And she said, that's how he got his sexual gratification from me. I had just turned 15. And Kimmel, in today's world sounds awful, his response was, well, that was all of us, but some of us have the decency not to say anything. Right. Which is true, but at a certain point, you just it, she was basically admitting that the, the director of Bad Boys and all these other things was, and, it's, and it was fine just four years ago, five years ago. It was like Jimmy Kimmel made jokes. It was on the comedy talk show. This is how the world works in that arena and it's kind of well i think that's because nobody believed that it actually did i think people were do you think i don't know i don't know that i don't think they believed it was wrong i think starlets and that kind of thing have always gotten you know the old story of getting off the bus from omaha and she's in hollywood now yeah but of age not really no i mean think of all the the songs and movies that lolita and uh and all the things they used to write about and do and it was kind of all the 80s are are teachers having sex with students I mean, it wasn't really a frowned upon uh, activity if the girl was hot enough. You know what I mean? It was a weird thing. Like, you you go back and you're like, man, this stuff is terrible. See, you know, I, I don't know much about music either, so. Uh, music I'm, is, uh, there's a song, Benny, I, Benny Mardones yeah. is the, the first line of the song. She's just 16 years yeah. old. The whole, if you watch the that one's video. The video of that is the dude breaking into the house, stealing her, and flying away on a magic carpet because their love is magical and everybody else, the society's wrong. I wonder if I subconsciously knew that and that's what turned me off from music. Uh, maybe. <laughs> that all of it is. is uh, what about Aha uh-huh, you know? Take On Me? Because yeah. I like that. Was that. Were they. That is a kid who missed the bus. And the guy's like, Take On Me is an English term. Instead of get on the bus, they say, Take Talking me. away. <laughs> I don't know what what to say. I'd say it anyway. <laughs> Today is another day in the fourth grade. Hey, when is your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Uncover the love old kid. You're 14. Oh, no. Take me on. It's all so bad. Yeah, but that's the scary part is, is that I'd rather- I just want to go Rogan. It's all so bad. It's just bad stuff. It's, just <laughs> it's this, gross. It's- it is, and I think we've kind of turned a blind eye, and now everybody's going, boom, lights are on, the roaches can't run, and everybody stares out and goes, okay, what do we do about this now? And it's spooky because I don't think it was going to change. And you look at guys like Harvey Weinstein and all the people that get busted. They're the ugly high school kid that couldn't get the hot girl, and now they got power, and they can make Megan Fox dance for them. I mean, think of that. In high school when you were the ugly kid that didn't couldn't get a date, like Harvey Weinstein most definitely was, and now – 25 years later, you hold her life in your hands. You're like, I'm going to make you, I'm gonna make it's up a, for all those girls that were mean to me. It's the same thing I say. The TSA agent of Philadelphia. It really is. Yeah. Yep. I, you know, TSA agent pulling me over to you know, right. pat me down for nothing. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. Just got to flex himself yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's a weird, it's really weird. And they're not all like that. Just 
A lot of them. Some. But we're sitting here fighting ghosts like crazy. Everybody wants to fight the past and fight ghosts. Nobody's really fighting. And that goes for everything, even from what the George Floyd things turned into to the Me Too movement. It's all fighting ghosts. All this stuff's all, we're tearing down statues. We're fighting ghosts. Everything's a ghost we got to beat up. Yeah. And instead of just facing forward, and I think that's the naivete that I'd rather have than the reality, because as a realist, you look into a, tearing down statues doesn't fix anything. Yeah. Uh, we got to fix the thing in front of us, not behind us. And we're just like, no, Francis Scott Key's got to go. It's like uh, Francis Scott Key wrote the national anthem and had slaves, but he also probably wouldn't ever let a woman work. Kids, right. you know, he didn't ever stand up for children's uh, employment rights. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that he did back then that. You know. Yeah, you go back and everybody was just terrible. Right. Everything was terrible. But then, but yeah, I, I, statues have always been that. Not every man is. Not every man is perfect. No man is perfect. Well, I saw that somebody um, had put, a, you know, said that all these statues are getting t- torn down in Seattle, except for the Vladimir Lenin. Is that right? Vladimir Lenin was still standing. Why does he That's a, a privately owned statue is what part of that. In Seattle? Is. Yeah. It's in What's the, he doing there? It's in Fremont. It's been there for years. Wait a second. Years. You're telling me that the rioters are, or whoever they- They respect that. Remember, they're respecting- <laughs> In the, Seattle, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it's true. It's well known, yeah. But if it's privately owned, they're like, oh, we can't, we can't get to that one because then the owner will be mad at us. Yeah, I don't know what the explanation is there, but that's their, that's their justification for it is that it wasn't put up by a government entity or the city itself. Huh. It was a private statue that was brought over and put up. Yeah. I don't know who said it, but the the old the old adage towards because this we've we've had this rear up before with statues where they're like uh, uh, every man is flawed, um, and but uh, what is it? Not every man. Uh, uh, God damn it! It's something about success, but it's basically saying not every man succeeds. Uh, every man fails. Not every man succeeds. That's it. Okay. Every man fails. Not every man succeeds. But you celebrate his accomplishments in an attempt to make things better rather than his failures. Because hopefully he learned from those. And in Francis Scott Key's case, he was just – he was at a you know writing the national anthem. And a lot of the national anthem that we don't sing, the other four verses, are bad, yeah. real bad. But you don't, you don't just tear down the ghosts and say we fixed the problem today. It doesn't make sense to me. So everything I'm looking at right now doesn't make any sense as to rectifying the future. I could understand some of the Confederates. Like Confederate I, flags I, and, and I, symbols? I, symbols are a thing – like if you're still flying a flag of a traitorous nation – that should have been people should have been mad about that no matter what color. Well, I didn't even I didn't even understand it. Like it was when it was on the General Lee, I didn't yeah. get what uh, I didn't understand. Nobody it. knew. And as a kid, again, being naive was almost better, but in a way, look at what naivete has led us to. Have I ever told you about that? I stayed at this one hotel. I did a corporate in South Carolina. I told Al Jackson about it because Al 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 Jackson Jackson Jackson. <laughs> Three S's. And I stutter. <laughs> That's how Al Al Jackson, how great is this? Making as much sense as that entire podcast. It's a microcosm of microcosity. It was on the dragon with Al Al Jackson. So, <laughs> the, uh, the I, I did this corporate show, and it was in South Carolina. This is the creepiest I've ever felt. And I went there, and it was an it was supposedly a former plantation yeah. nothing felt former about it it was so gross everything was old south they had brought in people with really dark skin to work there and they it was just was this the one that still had uh or did, was this you or the thing blake lively and ryan reynolds got married at a plantation and the, they're like we didn't really realize it and they're like the road you got married on a slave road how I went to their wedding, know? and I, did you? It's, it's probably it's pretty nice. Yeah. No, I didn't even. I didn't even. Uh, uh, Cantor was with me, and I'm like, we're not staying here. 
I go, this is too, I don't like this. Something feels creepy. Really? It feels like they, it's like these people want the Old South to be here still. I was like, I can't, I can't have anything to do. They with. reenact it. Yeah. They reenact the Civil War. What other, do we ever reenact the Vietnam War with a bunch of Vietnamese people? You'd never get them to do it. But the South, the South weirdos, not all the South, but the South weirdos, will dress up and lose in a reenactment just to keep the idea alive. That's fascinating to me. And the mental status of, all right, we're going to reenact the war we lost because, damn it, how close was that? It's like the Cardinals reenacting the Super Bowl with the Steelers, but the outcome is never different. Right. Why would you do that unless you're insane about what you missed out? Well, here, on, on the flip side of that, I do reenact World War II with the toys. <laughs> well, toys. Yeah. That's fun. Who wins is the question. Because the reenactments you don't want to know. are they, for a they, crowd. Because they, they, change, they change it sometimes. <laughs> well, they're turncoats. Yeah. <laughs> I just find it fascinating that you'll invite people out. They'll watch, knowing the outcome. Like, there's never going to be a surprise at a Civil War reenactment. We used to have them when I was in Indiana. Like, it was a big weekend thing. People would show up. Oh. I'm not kidding. You ever hear that old bit that uh, George Wallace used to do? Uh-uh. Uh, about the Civil War chess set? <laughs> oh, my, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a thing. They used to... I don't oh, know. Oh, God. He was, it was just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> just a terrible idea for a chess. But well, that's the stuff that, like, those symbols are... are terrible because it's the traitor nation that tried the coup on the united states as we know it so i never understood the south hanging on to that and them screaming it'll rise again and stuff makes me think that it it's not it's not something they're real happy with the outcome and not all of them a lot of them it's just a weird yeah, thing oh, no i think they're yeah, yeah there's they're quite, yeah. listen the first couple of times i went to the south i didn't like you've had people tell you about it but you go there and you're like yeah so fletch lives we'll bring it back to fletch uh when the Chevy Chase goes in and says, I don't think they know who won the war here. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think they know they lost. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's weird. Cause I've, I've only been to the South a couple of times and it was as a kid. So plenty of it's nice. Plenty of it's. Oh, know, it's beautiful. But, and people can be, a lot of people are super nice, but you get into some places and you're going, this is 50 years yeah. behind. This and you is, feel it. You can smell it. Yeah. Feels wrong. It's creepy. Yeah. And it's, and it's, if you disagree with it, you're wrong. Yeah, like that's the crazy part is that you're the outlier. You're the one floating into their world, and it isn't the same. So yeah, and I'm not to blame. You know, you can't homogenize the entire South. Not everybody's that way, but there yeah. is a there's a large faction of people that want that. You see the parade in front of the uh, um, I don't know what's a Daytona or Talladega or whenever they ran this weekend, and they had a Confederate flag parade saying, "No, we don't want we don't want this to die. This is part of a lifestyle. It isn't how you know. It isn't what it represents. It's what we what we are as the South." Right. And then the same race. Somebody throws a noose into the area of the only black driver in all of NASCAR. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, you're, you, this is your image that you're not. Garbage. Just, and they, but they don't see. No. And that's the thing. you got to just be like, man, nobody sees it. And that's scary because that's naive. I want to be naive because it would be easier. But I know naive leads to this. And that's the scary yeah. part. Because well, as an adult, you can't, you're not even allowed to be naive. No. When you're a kid, it's great because you have that naivete that. That's great. You just let it go past you, and it doesn't matter because it's not going to affect your little. But you know, as you start out in the the world, your house is your universe. Yeah. Then it becomes your neighborhood, like, like your street, your hood. Yeah. Your- everything keeps going wider and wider, and then when you get to the full world, you're like, this place stinks. This is bad. <laughs> yeah. But the and, and when you're a kid, it's great because you don't know. Like, right. I don't know to hate you. I don't know to like. You're going to treat me a certain way, and then I'm going to judge that, and that's it. 
But you lose that somewhere along the way through experiences, and then you start placing all these ideals on this group of people. And, and people start people. to generalize. Right. They start to generalize. Because it's easier. Apply. Yeah, it's simple. Yeah, when you're a kid, it's like, oh, I met Frank. I like Frank. I met Al Al. Uh, I like Al Al. I met Toledo. I don't like Toledo. And that's it. Those are my three experiences with people, not with Italians, blacks, and whatever the fuck Toledo is. God knows. Easter Island head. So you just kind of you look around and you're like, these are my experiences. And then after a while, you're like, okay, I've had two bad experiences with people with big heads. All big-headed people are bad. Right. And then, you know, it's the nurture nature thing. It's weird. We're in a weird spot, and I'm not comfortable with being a realist. I want to go the other way. Yeah, me too. I, I want to stop paying attention to things. I want to go back to the neighborhood of make-believe. Oh, a better place. Wouldn't it be? How bad would Mr. Rogers get shelled in this world as being naive, as being unrealistic, giving kids too high hopes? What did I see? Um, was it Zach Levine? This was a, a great thing. Zach Levine in the NBA, uh, as a kid... I love that his parents did this. The teacher asked him, what do you want to be when you get older? And he said, NBA basketball player. Right. And the teacher said, give us something more realistic. And yeah. the dad went to school and said, no, this is, this is what he wants. This is what he wants to be. Don't crush his dreams. See, Killer Mike has a TV show on Netflix where he goes through and talks to adults and says, what do you truly want to be? And almost everybody's like, well, I could be an actor or a musician. He goes, you got to kill your dreams. Because it happens for like 1% of people. Right. You need a realistic dream and have a second goal of your pipe dream. If you want to pursue it, go ahead. But I have a dream fair. where you're actually going to make it in life instead of sit back and go, well, I tried to be a singer, but I can't sing. And now everything's destroyed. Because if you give somebody a dream that's so high and unattainable and don't, don't give them any other skills in life, you know, unless they're just yeah. amazing to begin with, you have to realize. I mean, how many talents? And, and fourth grade or third grade. Let them dream that. Let them dream, That's yeah. fine. But and, when you start getting into high school years, yeah. you, you can't sit and say, well, I want to be a model or I want to be a singer. So, junior year in college. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you gotta hey, it depends on up. how nice your butt is. Hey, you've got a great ass. You've got a meal ticket. You're, you're, and now we're going to play Which Ass Is Your Mom's? Oh, no. <laughs> we're not going to play it. <laughs> Why I do it? Yeah. Well, I mean that just creeps me out. I mean, your mom's ass. I, How rude! It didn't creep me. No, <laughs> I like that. You painted me into a corner. I'm gonna go punch into nothingness. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna fight your way out of it. You're fighting ghosts. I will. Yeah, I just don't like that. I think we're fighting too many ghosts, and we're not really dealing with the true problems because it's easier to fight the past than it is the future. Yeah, I, I always say that it's. You're, people spend so much time looking in the rearview mirror instead of looking yeah. through the windshield. Yeah, I think you have to know what's in the re- re- rearview mirror. That's why it's but there. You check it. Yeah, you check it every once in a while. You check it for similarities. It's like when you're yeah. trying to redo a recipe and like, okay, I need to look back at what I did the first time that was right. And that's what you do. You check it, and then you move forward and you add to it and do whatever you can. But yeah, it's where the, the frustrating thing to me is I think we've lost the plot already in a matter of a month on what's going on with the whole movement. Oh, I watched. Um, I looked a little bit. Of, I watched a little bit of that Rogan podcast with Brett Weinstein. I don't know. Uh, did you it's see Weinstein? No, 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 no. That's a different universe. Oh, that was a bear. No, um, and they were talking about Evergreen. You know, Evergreen was, um, yeah. but th- how it's all, um, all uh, you know, everything's coming down. How do you stop it? How do you? What's stop Evergreen? It? You mean like the definition of Evergreen? No, like there's Evergreen? a there's like I don't know if it was an experiment or what, um, or a, a town. But this was this is a good one to to watch because okay. he had predicted a lot of what was going to happen here. Well, that's what's good about this podcast. We'll tell you ones that are better to listen to. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> everybody, everybody Rogan's references Rogan. Yeah. I mean, friggin', uh, I don't know anything about that. You know, Bert and everybody else will talk about him. No, oh, Rogan's just too big not to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a strange. It's just strange. Yeah, we've got a, these experiments that we're doing with the future, all based on past moralities. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, check it out, and we'll 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 do a uh, right. Cliff's Note version of it, and you'll work on. I'll work on. I'll work on the Joe Rogan. Okay, and I'll work on uh, Brett Weinstein. Dude is Harvey Weinstein. All right. I don't think I've ever heard him. Do talk. it as you know what? Do it as Harvey Firestein. Ooh, oh. fabulous! I can do that. That's easy. All right. So we uh, you we'll covered all to, your bases. Yeah, we'll try and get this thing rolling properly again. I'll, uh, I think you got me out of a bad mood and got me into a good role here. Good. I'm, I feel. Should better we start a podcast? Uh, do we record? We shouldn't have. Uh, your anger issues. No, but next time we'll Punching see. Punching walls. <laughs> we'll see. You listen. You learned more about me. It's great in this great. podcast than you've learned. Uh, you know some of my uh, <laughs> idiosyncrasies. These are great little moments into Frank's life. The only time I ever punched a wall in my house and made a hole was while I was doing relaxing yoga. Because <laughs> my back hurt, and somebody gave me a DVD and said, "This is for people who have bad backs. It's good." And I'm doing it, and the lady in the front was like, "If you just look in the back, Jeff is behind me. This is his first day." So Jeff and you should be about the same page. Jeff was like a pretzel. <laughs> Goddamn, Jeff was bending over, touching his head on the side of his knee. And I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, I can't do anything Jeff's doing. This is infuriating. So it's And, and Megan, my wife, said, this is supposed to relax you. It's clearly not working. <laughs> and I think I said, I don't need fucking shit. And I walk over and I just put my hand in the, <laughs> right through the wall. Yoga sucks. And I left the room. I've never done yoga since. Here's the tough part. <laughs> I can't even touch my knee with my hand. I can't get down. Can't get, they're so far away. All right. We'll be back next time. Yay. Probably. Uh, We're going to try to piss Frank off before that show. Listen, it gets in, it gets into uh, an extra side of me. That's right. Where we learn about your karate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.